Matthew chapter 1, the first, well, verses 18 to 25, from the theme, listening, hearing, and obeying God. Listening, hearing, and obeying God. We find the word of God tells us in those verses that we've already read in your hearing, the story of how the birth of Christ actually takes place. And it talks about it from Joseph's perspective. If you look at the book of Luke, you'll find it talks about it from Mary's perspective. But today, let's look at this account, and then on next Sunday, we will have service at 11 a.m., so unwrap the presents and show up for church. So, the book of Matthew, chapter 1, and let's read those verses again for those that have not heard them. Now, the birth of Yeshua HaMashiach was on this wise when his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, being before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then uh, Joseph, her man, being a just man, not willing to embarrass her or make her a public figure uh, example, was minded to put her away privately. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of Yahuwah appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not to take unto you, Mary, your woman or your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Yeshua. Some of your Bibles say Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done, that it might be fulfilled by the prophets, of which the prophets spoke, um, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God is with us, or God is with me. Then Joseph being uh, raised from sleep, uh, uh, did as the angel of God had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and she knew, not, she knew him not, and he knew her not, until she brought forth her firstborn son. Let us pray. Father, we bless you this morning. We praise you and give you glory, our Yeshua, for your goodness and your mercy. Come now into the midst of us and share the word of life. Holy Spirit, minister to us and lead and guide us. Bring back to our mind those things that we've studied and use us for the glory of God. Lord, feed your people. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to receive the engrafted word of God and to apply the principles to our own lives. We ask it now in Christ Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. So we find that this story, the setting of it, takes place where Joseph himself is having to go back home to Jerusalem because of the taxation that took place every year. They had to go back and get all their property and stuff together and prepare to pay a senior, which is the taxes on those properties. And so Joseph was preparing for that. And in the process, he meets his wife-to-be, who is Mary. Their marriage was an arranged marriage. There was property involved, money and cattle and other things involved in this marriage arrangement. And in the process of all of this, the Lord had already, already paid a visit to Mary. God sends Gabriel to talk to Mary and tell Mary, 
that she's going to have a child as a virgin. And Mary says, how can this be possible that I not even know a man that I should have a child? And the angel tells her, the thing will come upon you by the Holy Ghost. You will conceive and you will have this son. Mary, no doubt, has a conversation with Joseph, but she never tells Joseph about the angel talking and speaking with her. And they are in agreement. The angel tells Mary, go and see Elizabeth, who is in her old age and is about to bear a son. So Mary takes off and goes to visit Elizabeth, who is six months pregnant with Mary's cousin, John the Baptist. Mary goes and she stays there for a total of three months till John is born. And then she returns back home to her espoused husband, Joseph. The story picks up that they were together and she was found in verse 18 with child of the Holy Spirit. Now what does that mean she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit? In other words, when Mary left, she was normal. When she came back, she was showing pregnancy. And Joseph, no doubt, looks upon her and says, now wait a minute, you've been gone three months. What in the world happened while you were away? And Joseph, the Bible says he's a just man. So since he's a just man, he's not going to publicly uh, disgrade her or, 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 or put her before the public because it called for stoning when you were pre-engaged to be married and you popped up pregnant. No doubt Joseph wanted to ponder these things and think about what he's going to do comes to this conclusion, I know what I'll do. I'll put her away privately. That way nobody will ever know what went down. That was his plan, but what was God's purpose? What was God using Joseph for? The story goes on and Joseph goes to sleep. While he is asleep, he gets a visit from the angel. Now notice, Gabriel goes directly to Mary during the day and talks to her. But Joseph, God knows your conscience. He knows your mind. He knows who you are personally. And he also knows how he needs to deal with you. So he sends Gabriel to see Joseph, but he does it in a dream. He says, now, Gabriel, go down there and tell him what I want done. I know what he wants to do, but tell him what I want done. And sometimes we have our minds made up what we want to do and how we're going to do it and how we're going to carry it out. And we really don't care who it hurt. But Joseph was trying to be the just, honorable, respected man in his society and not to publicly embarrass his espoused wife. So he goes to sleep and the angel comes and talks with him and tells him, now look here, boy, I know what you think. All of us will have that thought as men. Wait a minute, she's supposed to be getting married to me soon and this ain't working out like it's supposed to here. So the angel says, wait a minute now. That which is inside of Mary was put there by the Holy Spirit. And she's going to have a child. And when she has this child, you're going to name him Jesus. So don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. 
Because what's going on is all spiritual because Christ comes to what? Save his people from all of their sin. So Joseph gets this visit. The messenger comes and talks with him and tells him what's going to happen between him and Mary. And he wakes up. And when he wakes up, he realizes he was in a dream. But the dream was real. You ever had a dream and what you dreamt manifested? I've had dreams. I told a friend of mine, you are pregnant with twins. And she told me I was crazy. And nine months later, they birthed. I told her she was pregnant with her first child. And she told me I was crazy. And nine months later, they birthed. He birthed. So God will show you what he wants you to know. And sometimes he'll do it in a dream. God will warn you in a dream of what's going to happen or what's about to happen. God will come to you and warn you that prepare yourself, this is going to happen. Prepare yourself, that's going to happen. God will send the angel to minister to you. Gabriel went to Mary. Gabriel went to Elizabeth. And then Gabriel came to Joseph. He had three messages for three people. When, when he told Elizabeth, Zachariah, that they were going to have a son, Zachariah got smart and laughed about it. God struck him dumb till the baby was born. And the first thing he said was, what is his name? And he said, John. Well, that's what the angel told him to call him. But you see, when God wants to move, he will move in our lives. He will move in our hearts according unto his purpose and his will for our lives. Bible says that Joseph wakes up. He realizes that what God had said was going to manifest, whether he was ready for it to manifest or not. But God had a hold on Joseph because Joseph was an honorable man. Joseph was a man that was to be respected and revered in his community. No doubt he was a leader in that nation. But the reality is God used him to bring the Savior into the world because Joseph was in the lineage of the tribe of Judah. And Christ comes in that tribe. So if Joseph had not married and carried through what God had orchestrated and ordained him to do, Christ wouldn't have come through the tribe of Judah. Because not only did Joseph have to accept Christ as his son, he had to allow the lineage of his birthright to be passed over to Christ, our Yeshua, who is our redeeming Savior now. If that hadn't happened, where would we all be today? So Joseph played a vital role in the relationship he had with his spouse wife because she had to be in lineage with the tribe of Judah. Christ had to come through that tribe. Joseph, not only did Joseph accept Christ as his son, but he named him what the angel told him to name him, which was Yeshua, which means God is with us. That's what his name means. See, a lot of people look at Jesus as just a simple name. His office is the uh, anointed Messiah. That's Christ. But his name is what his purpose is. His purpose is to what? Come, redeem, and save his people from their sin. He came to the Jews first. He went on that cross and gave his life for their salvation and for our salvation. And we talked about that last week in our uh, Bible study in the 17th chapter of St. John. The Christ prayed. 
over everybody, all of those disciples. And then he prayed for you and I. Pray that, that, that everybody that received Christ would be covered and protected. And he's still doing that today, covering us and protecting us and watching over us, even though sometimes we don't even realize it. Sometimes we worry about what's going to happen. Don't worry. God's got it all in control. God's going to take care of you. All you've got to do, keep your faith and trust in him. What if Joseph said, Lord, I don't care what you say. I'm not doing that. She done messed up and went out there and been with a man. What if he was that type of person? Sometimes people jump the gun and they begin to share things that they ought not to share. But the reality is some things, and you heard me say it earlier, are private. It's not anybody's business. What if Joseph had went out there and blabbered to his friends who said, now you know that's your girlfriend, you know that's your fiance rather, and y'all supposed to be getting mad. What's going on with her, bro? Come on, let's talk about it. Come on, tell me what's up. That's how most of us think. But Joseph said, I'm not going to tell nobody nothing. It ain't their business. And sometimes it's not your business. Just keep your mouth shut. The less you know, the better. When God gets ready to reveal something to you, guess what he'll do? He'll tell you. So the first thing the man of God does is he acknowledges that there is something wrong with his relationship. And sometimes until you realize there is a problem, you can never find a solution. You've got to realize something is wrong. And sometimes the thing that's wrong is right between here, between these two eyes. When you go look in the mirror, you'll see the problem. (laughs) Father, what's the problem? And you go look in the mirror and the Holy Ghost say, you the problem, dummy. Get yourself right and you don't have to worry about what's going on with somebody else. But he realized there was a problem. Secondly, instead of him just coming to a conclusion, and a lot of times we get emotions involved and disturbment involved, and as soon as emotions get involved, we're going to do the wrong thing. There's an old saying, never act when you are emotional. Always allow yourself to calm down and go into thought. Somebody's going to knock somebody out last week. I can see you with your fists up putting ready to hit somebody. But God says, don't be irrational when you are emotionally disturbed. The best thing to do is go somewhere and be quiet and allow yourself to calm down. I had a customer, he used to bring his wife into the dealership and she would be so excited and excited and excited and he would say, calm down, Jennifer, calm down. Because she would let her emotions run away. And sometimes people are like that, they will let their emotions overtake them and mess something up. But Joseph, instead of allowing his emotions to overcome him, he said, let me think about this thing. Let me just, let me just think about this. And he goes into solitude and he thinks about it and he prays. And that is the best result for whatever you're going to do. Think about it and pray and just sit there and listen to God. Open your Bible and read the word and speed your, feed your spirit man. And the very thing that you're thinking about doing, you won't do it. You're going, I'm going to go down there and take care of myself. No, no, no. You just go pray about it and let the Lord take care of it. Because if he take care of it, you ain't got to worry. He's going to be taken care of. But if you get involved, oh my goodness gracious. It's going to be trouble in the city, as I heard somebody say. Second thing Job did was he 
listen to the message. He was asleep, and the angel comes to him and tells him what's going to happen. He's asleep. God says it's best to tell this boy when he's asleep. Talk to him while he's in his sleep. God says some of us are so thick-headed, sometimes he needs to talk to us in our sleep. He needs to send the message while we sleep so that we can get the message. And when he gives you the message, you're more alert in your sleep than you was if you was awake. So God says Joseph needs to be asleep at this time because we don't, we don't need to be talking to him so he can go be talking to other people. We want to talk directly to him, Gabriel, and nobody else. And sometimes God will deal directly with you with whatever you're going through and whatever you're experiencing. He will deal directly with you. He will tell you how to handle it. Gabriel tells him, now look out here, boy. You can't do what you want to do. You got to do what God wants you to do. Sometimes we want to take it into our hands and handle it ourselves. I can just take a brick, you know what I mean? I can take this club I got in the bathroom or this here, this here club I got for the car, the steering wheel, and just go wild. But God says, what would that accomplish? See, when you allow your emotions to take to get the advantage of you, it makes you look foolish in the eyes of the people that you're trying to do something to. So I thought you had more self-control than that. I thought you could contain yourself better than that. But God says, don't let the adrenaline get you. When you get to that place where you can't handle it, you need to go and get help. Don't do nothing to yourself. and Don't do nothing to the other person. You say, Lord, I need help. Because I can't handle this. More than I can bear. Shed your tears and cry, but say, Lord, help me to hold on. Help me to hold out. Something's going on. I just can't handle it. Sometimes you get news that will shock you like I did a couple weeks ago. You're talking to somebody one day and the next day you get the call. They have transitioned. Now, Lord, wait a minute. You didn't tell me about this part. Talk to me because I want to know what's going on. See? But you have to put it in God's hands and let him work it out. See, our plans was not God's plans. We had our mind made up what we were going to do. And I wasn't going to be long announcing something to the church. But God said... That is not my plan. That's y'all's plan. And she transitioned. Let's go a little bit further with this. Because you have got to hear the message from God. You have got to apply what God says. What if Joseph had said, I'm not going to do that. As good as it sounds, I don't even believe it. And see, sometimes you have to act by faith. Even though you may not believe a thing. Sometimes people may tell you stuff and you look at them like they're crazy. But God will manifest exactly what he wants to manifest through who he sends the message through. And to and to whom he sends it to, he will manifest his glory, his power. He said, Joseph, do not be afraid of Mary. There's absolutely nothing wrong with your wife. That that she's carrying is of the Holy Spirit. There is a purpose for him coming this way. And the Bible says that Joseph accepted the message from the angel. Sometimes you have got to obey what God says. It may not look good to you. It may not be the best solution you think that you could come up with. But when God speaks, you have to yield and give it to God. You have to say, Father, I don't understand. But I put it in your hand. You are bigger than I am. You're greater than I am. You know more than I can possibly comprehend. 
See, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 3 and 20 that God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we even ask or think. So before you even thought it, he already knew the outcome. Before it ever came up in your mind, God had already orchestrated it to come up in your mind. So you have to say, now, Lord, you put this in my spirit. Otherwise, I wouldn't be thinking this. See, some of us think our thoughts come from us. They come from the devil. They don't come from the devil. They come in from God. When the devil give you thoughts, you know it ain't from God because it ain't nothing, nothing spiritual about it. It's all devilment. Yeah, that's a good idea, ain't it? Yeah, let's go do that. It's not from God. It's from the devil. When God speaks to you, he's going to be clear. It's going to be righteous. It's going to be holy. It's going to be pure. And it's going to benefit you. So he says, whatever you do, obey his voice. Romans tells us in the second chapter, though to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory or the glory, honor and the immorality of God, he will give eternal life. So he says, get eternal life by doing what's right. Get eternal life by following the principles and the teachings of what God's word says. Joseph could have done something different. But the Bible says in those last few verses that he took the word of God. He took it to heart. And sometimes we need to take it to heart. We need to think about it from our inner man. Not from the outer man, the pride of life, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh. That gets us in so much trouble with God. Say, Lord, I'm filled. Don't say the, the, the best or the, or the dirtiest or the cleanest that you are is still filthy to him. So we have to go to God and say, Lord, clean me up. First of all, help me to receive the message. Because sometimes we don't want to receive the message. We want to do, well, let me go and make a phone call and check this out for myself. Let me do this or let me do that. And God's telling you exactly what's going on. And you're totally ignoring God and you're going to Billy and Paul and Peter and Robert and everybody else. Yes. And then when God finally speaks to you, he says, if you had listened to me first, instead of going to all them different people, they don't know nothing. Not like I know. They, they can't help you like I can help you. Yeah, you're going to go through. You're going to suffer. You're going to have heartaches. You're going to have hardships. But God has got you. No matter what people try. The devil will try to take you out. The devil don't really want you. The devil wants the word. And if he can silence you from preaching the word of God, guess what he's going to do? Exactly that. He said, let's mess him up so he'll have to go to the hospital. I say, I'm going to the church because I got to preach this morning. I said, I am with you. Guy got out of the church, all, out of his truck, all apologetic and carried on this morning. I said, brother, 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 calm down, calm down. It's a vehicle. It can be replaced. Are you okay? And I prayed for him. Prayed for his wife who dropped me off at church. When she picked him, when when she came to the scene. You have to show compassion. At all times. In all circumstances. You have to show compassion. If you don't, you'll put yourself in jeopardy. God says, I got this. I will handle it. That's what he told Joseph. Let me do this, boy. 
You want to do it your way, but we're going to do it the way that God has orchestrated. And sometimes the purpose of God is more greater than the purpose and the plans and the mind of man. And the word even says that even though you have your own plans, God will direct your steps in your duty. He will tell you which way to go. He will tell you how to handle whatever it is you're dealing with. Go to him first. Think about it. Joseph, let me think about this thing because this is a bit much. You know, you have them circumstances come up in your life. It's a bit, bit much for you to handle. And you have to say, let me think about this a minute. Somebody call you with some news. You got to say, let me go and pray on that and I'll get back with you. I was talking to a friend. Uh, he's attended this church a couple of times, been, been here and visited. And he was telling me something about something that he had heard and somebody had called him and told him some things. And I said, brother, 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 I said, he's human. You got to pray for him. Don't go coming up with, uh, with your own answers or speculating your own ideas behind what you've been heard or told. Pray and let God do the rest. Yes. That's always my prayer. Lord, whatever comes up, let the people of God pray. Let the people seek God for the answers and then trust that God knows what he's doing. None of us know what we're doing, but God knows what we're doing. Everything that we do, we have to do it through the power and the orchestration of the Holy Spirit so we can get to the place where God is trying to get us to. And we trust him and believe as Joseph trusted him and believed and grew child or Christ from a child to he was an adult. Took over his earthly ministry. What if his stepfather had said, nope, 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 it's not happening. Where would we, we wouldn't even be sitting here today. Because we would have no idea that there was a man that came through 42 generations. Wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And he came to save his people from their sins. That they may have a relationship back to the father first. Then him, the spirit which reigns within them. That's what Christ came to do for us. That's why Joseph had to be obedient and do what God says. Because if Joseph hadn't been obedient, do you actually think we've come to this place now? You actually think that we would be able to sit here and give God glory and praise for everything that we experience because we keep our faith and trust in him? We couldn't do it. But by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, by the unmerited favor of God, by the goodness of God, we are here giving him glory and giving him praise. We have a lot to be thankful for because of all that he has already done for us. And all that he continues to do for us, we must be thankful. We must show him that we appreciate all of his goodness and all of his righteousness. May God bless you this morning and may heaven smile upon you. Let us stand for a word of prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for this message, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for allowing us to symbol ourselves in the place of worship one more time. To give you glory, to give you praise, and to honor you. Father, help us to listen. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to apply the principles of your word to our lives. Help us to obey and do those things that you have orchestrated and called all of us to in our lives. And give us guidance. Let us sit and meditate on the things that's on our heart and seek you for direction. We bless you and praise you. Touch every member in this congregation and meet all of their needs according to your riches and glory. We just pray now for this church and this church family. Be with us today. Strengthen us today and help us. For we need your help. We need your power. We need your grace and your mercy. 
We pray to thee, our Heavenly Father. We bless you. Christ Yeshua, our Lord and Savior. Let all God's people say, Amen. May God bless you today. May heaven smile upon you.